It's great to be here with you all today as we hear the fourth chapter of Jonah. We're not going to finish with our series this week. Next week, we have a very special treat. The Reverend Dr. Bill Powers will be with us, our speaker, to give us his great reflections on the whole book of Jonah. So tune in next week for that as part of our worship together. Earlier this year, I read a book that has upset me more than any other book that I've read in a really long time. Now, the book was challenging because the author makes the claim that it is inappropriate for Christians to have anger, that anger belongs to God alone. Now, while this is a pretty gross summary of the book, and I do appreciate the idea of human beings letting go of our anger and all the good that this will accomplish, the idea of living without anger seems completely impossible to me. You see, in the ancient spiritual wisdom tool of the Enneagram, which many of you have studied, I'm a number eight. Eights belong in the anger triad, which means for me that anger is the first, the middle, and the last emotion that I feel. Some people who don't know me too well are surprised to learn that I'm an eight on the Enneagram, but with those whom I work closely, my friends and family, they are certainly not surprised. They have seen this angry bear in action and know that when I'm not mindful or when someone I care for is attacked, that that anger gets expressed. Often, this particular anger can have a productive outcome. Several weeks ago, my anger towards a certain cable television personality's racist and offensive statements and the companies who advertised on their show led me to change our household insurance company. Now, if you happen to be one of my people or under my wing, there's no safer place to be. Should someone target or threaten you, you have nothing to worry about. I will take care of it. I'm passionate about social justice issues and concerns and causes, and I almost always champion for the oppressed. These actions and characteristics of mine are fueled by anger. And yet anger, if it's held onto over the long term, becomes like a cancer, eating away at us until we lose a healthy perspective on life. Anger, when it's unchecked, causes war, violence, and pain. Today, we encounter Jonah so angry that he is seeking his own death. Let's remember where we've been with Jonah so far in the first three chapters. He's a prophet of the one true living God who's called to travel to his enemies to prophesy against them. God says, go. Jonah says, no. And he flees in the opposite direction. God appoints a storm, and the ship Jonah's on begins to sink, and all the sailors are praying to their gods, and Jonah's asleep in the hold. Lots are cast to determine who is responsible for this storm, and eventually, reluctantly, but due to his own request, Jonah is thrown overboard by the sailors, and the storm is calmed. God then appoints a fish to swallow Jonah, where for three days and nights he has time to think about his calling, and he offers a psalm of lament and repentance to God. The Lord speaks to the fish, and Jonah is <clears throat> deposited on dry land. He goes to Nineveh, that capital city of his enemies, the Assyrians, and he says one sentence, perhaps only one time, 40 days more, and Nineveh will be overthrown. 
And the people of Nineveh believed God and repented of their sin. They turned from their evil ways, and God changes God's mind about the calamity that God had planned against them. One of my seminary classmates, Bingham Powell, who currently serves a parish in Eugene, Oregon, Bingham wrote his honors thesis about the book of Jonah, and he wrote his own translation, and I think this will help us to think about Jonah, his anger, and where you and I are today. Bingham writes this, I'm still very taken with the fact that the word translated as calamity here is the same word as the word translated for evil. So Bingham translates it this way. And God saw their work, that's the Assyrians, and they turned from their evil ways, and God relented from the evil that God had planned to do against them. And then the word is used again in the first verse we heard today, but this was evil to Jonah. The NRSV we just heard says displeased. Jonah is displeased that God has turned from the calamity. But really what's happening, the people of Nineveh drop the evil, God drops the evil, and then Jonah comes up, picks it up, and puts it on himself. Today's chapter of Jonah begins by this picking up of the evil the people of Nineveh and God have chosen to put down. And Jonah says, and what I hope we hear as a ridiculous and whiny complaint, but one that contains so much truth and good news See, God, I told you so. I knew that you were gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and ready to relent from punishing. I don't know, maybe you can do a better silly voice than that, but he sounds ridiculous. Jonah goes on right after this, not once, but twice, to say that it is better for him to die than to live. He is so angry. The Lord asks, is it right for you to be angry? Now, Jonah doesn't respond the first time this question is asked. Instead, he leaves the city that he hates, and he makes a shelter for himself to see what will happen. And then the Lord, in his graciousness and mercy, appoints a bush to grow up in one night that provides shade for Jonah. And for a fleeting moment, the only time in the whole book Jonah is happy. Then the Lord appoints a worm. And what fish story would be complete without a worm, right? And the worm devours that bush. And finally, God appoints a hot wind. And with the sun beating down, Jonah is miserable and angry once more. I love how active God is in this story. God calls Jonah. Then God appoints a storm then a fish to swallow Jonah, then the fish to vomit, then a bush to grow, and then a worm to eat the bush, and then a hot wind. Each of these might be seen as some small thing, but how often in our own lives, when looking back, does some small push or event have a profound impact on who we become and how our lives unfold? How often in our own lives have distractions from anger kept us from noticing small divine acts. Jonah's anger about the bush completely distracts him. Jonah's anger pulls his eyes away from the miraculous thing that God is doing, offering forgiveness, mercy, and life to an entire city full of people. 
and his anger at the dead bush, like we often do. Jonah gets distracted by the thing he had nothing to do with and takes his eyes off of the miraculous thing that God is doing. I relate so well to Jonah because at times I do the exact same thing. The first year that my family lived in Virginia when our children were much younger, we planned a very simple hike at a state park that's less than a mile from the house we lived in. It took so long for everyone to get ready that I was just stewing, waiting in the car, thinking it shouldn't take this long. We are only going down the street. Thankfully, once we made it, within a few minutes of beginning the hike, the whole family was having really the best time, and my anger had gratefully subsided. Our son found a bunch of rocks that made him happy, and he took home with him. Our daughter was delighted to be in amongst the trees. We got fresh air and exercise, and we found joy just being together. But this great experience almost didn't happen because of my anger. Just now, in all of our lives, it's so easy to be stuck in our own anger about the coronavirus, this pandemic. Maybe that our friends or family have gotten sick or died, or that our freedoms, or at least our habits, have been inhibited by masks and social distancings. It's so easy to wallow in that anger about the thing we had no control over, for us to miss the miraculous thing that God is doing in our midst just now. Just like Jonah, sometimes we go and sit outside of the city, metaphorically, angry and hurting, separating ourselves from God and from others. But there's a way out of being stuck in this place. We can choose to let go of our hurts and anger in order to move forward in life. As done for the Assyrians in the book of Jonah, God is ready to offer us, you and, and me, love and mercy also. It is God's love and mercy that allows us to move out of the place of darkness. God's love and mercy doesn't change that perhaps we might have been hurt or doesn't mean that we were wrong to be angry in the first place necessarily, but God's love and mercy, by accepting it, moves us beyond that place of anger, sadness, and frustration into a new place, into a transformed place where we can experience true peace and joy. I wonder if, similar to Jonah's dislike for the Assyrians, our judgment and our condemnation of other people is really a commentary on how deserving we feel of God's love. If we don't believe that we're deserving God's love and mercy, it's easier to deny others these gifts. If we feel stuck in the dark, downtrodden, not free, not whole, not really alive, we are in desperate need of what God offers us through Jesus Christ opening ourselves up to God's mercy and love is the only way that we will be healed. How much healing could we bring to ourselves and to our broken world if we could just accept God's love and mercy for ourselves and for everyone else, as we've seen it lived out in the life of Jesus? 
How loving and generous could we be with other people if we could learn to be loving and generous with ourselves? In this world that's torn by strife and division, these could be the most important questions we ask ourselves as a community and as individuals as we contemplate how we're going to go forward together. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the book of Jonah, for the truth that the story communicates to us, especially about your love and mercy for all of your creation. Help us to put aside our anger, to open our hearts, to receive those gifts that we might help others to receive them as well. Thank you for all that miraculous things you are doing in our midst just now. Help us not to be distracted by our anger so that we miss how you are transforming our world. In Christ's name, amen. Amen.